0: Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. Well hello and welcome from our home. I was hoping to be with you today but... Uh, unfortunately have been forced to self-isolate for a few days. Uh, I don't think I have COVID. I've done a test and it's come back saying I haven't, but nevertheless um, want to be careful and therefore I'm abiding by what I'm told to self-isolate. So sorry I can't be with you, but still looking forward to opening up these words of Nehemiah chapter three together. And as you've just heard, it is a long list of names, isn't it? many of which are very difficult to pronounce, so well done, Mal, with the reading uh, this morning and to whoever read the reading this evening. Um, I think we need to ask God to speak to us, because as I looked at this passage of scripture this week, I realised, what could God want to say to you and me through a long list of names? So let's pray, and then we're gonna dive in and have a look at chapter three together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that your word Speak so powerfully to us. So, would you raise our sense of expectation, our faith as we come to read these words now, study these words together, that you would be powerfully with us in our homes, in church, Lord, as we look together at what you're wanting to say to us and through us. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Well, these words in chapter three give us a a brilliant visual aid to help us understand what it looks like when we stand side by side with one another, rebuilding, rebuilding church, rebuilding community, rebuilding children and youth work, rebuilding everything inside church and outside as we look to reach out to those who are not part of church. After 18 months of working our way through this pandemic, it is time to rebuild together. And some of that is going to happen more immediately and some of it is going to take time over the next 6 to 12 months, probably, hopefully, beginning in September. My only experience of building, uh, actual building, uh, was about 16 years ago. Liz and I went to Tanzania to a little village called Cololo in the mountains. And we got together with a group of other Christians and we were being asked to build a school, well, to rebuild a school. And I had had no experience of building whatsoever. And so when somebody asked me, would you be willing to help rebuild a school? I felt totally overwhelmed and intimidated because I had no skills whatsoever at doing this. But I realised that with some help, as we stood side by side with others, we were able to do it. Now it was a bit messy and it took time, but we rebuilt this school together. So the first question I want to ask as we think about these words in Nehemiah is, who is rebuilding? Now you may think, well, David, that's a very easy answer to an obvious question. We know who's rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. It says here, we've got Eliashib, Merrimoth, Hananiah, and a number of other very unpronounceable names. We know who's rebuilding the walls. But as we take a closer look at these words, we can learn a bit more about what this rebuilding really meant. And there's some warnings and there's some encouragements for us in here. Now for any normal rebuilding project, or redevelopment project, think of our own redevelopment at Greyfriars, we would want to get professionals in to do it. I'm sure you're relieved that it's not down to me and Liz rebuilding Greyfriars, otherwise we really would be in all sorts of trouble. But actually this rebuilding of the walls in Jerusalem in Nehemiah chapter 3 probably looked a little bit more like our project in Tanzania than the Greyfriars redevelopment project and the reason I say that is because we can see from this list of names in Nehemiah chapter 3 that these people weren't professional builders. We read that some of them were business people, they were nobles, rulers, goldsmiths, entrepreneurs, perfume makers and even priests. And I can tell you that they do not tell you at theological college how to get involved in construction, even if that might have been helpful for our redevelopment project. So it was all sorts of people turning their hands to rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. Except, and here is the warning, in verse five, we read that the nobles of Tekoa refused to get involved in the rebuilding. Now we don't know exactly why, Nobles are important people, wealthy people. Maybe they thought that it was a bit beneath them. Maybe it was pride that stopped them from getting involved. Maybe they just thought, well, someone else will do it. So the warning for you and me is let's not fall into this trap like the nobles of Takoa and just think, someone else will rebuild church and the mission. Why do I need to get involved? Many of the people who were rebuilding weren't even from Jerusalem. We read that they came from all these different towns, villages, which were up to 20 miles away. And that's a long travel, a long journey, especially when you think they were traveling by donkey at best, probably by foot. There were no Teslas back in those days. So it was a long journey to come in. They had their own fields and workshops and farms to tend but they chose to get behind this vision and to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And the work would have been hard. It was probably very hot and at times smelly. In verse 14, we read about Malkijah, who was in charge of rebuilding and repairing the dung gate. I mean, who wants to repair a dung gate? That does not sound good given all the options of where you could work. But Malkajar didn't complain. He got on with the job. He got involved with everyone else side by side and helped get behind this vision to repair the walls. It's interesting that there is one obvious name that is missing from this list. Can you think who it might be? If you're in church or at home, just shout it out. Who might it be? Which name is missing? That's right. It's Nehemiah. We don't read Nehemiah's name in this list. It reminds me of a letter that was sent to a vicar that read like this. Dear vicar, there are 566 people in our church. 100 are frail and elderly. So that leaves 466 to do all the work. But 80 are young people at school or college. That leaves 386 to do all the work. 150 of these are tired business people. That leaves 236 to do all the work. 150 of them are busy with children. That leaves 86 to do all the work. But 15 just live too far away to come here regularly. That leaves 71 to do all the work. And 69 say they've done their bit for church. That leaves you and me, but I'm exhausted, so dear vicar, good luck to you. Well, Nehemiah got it right. He got everyone involved. He realized that it couldn't all rely on him. He needed everyone's different gifts and passions and skills. And it reminds me that church is not about what we can get I've had so many conversations in the last six years about different people wanting different things from church. And I want to say church is not about what you can get. It's about what you can give, how you can serve. The days of consuming church are over. Let's all get involved and help build up the ministries inside the church and the mission, the outreach to those outside the church. We read here in Nehemiah 3, it's not just limited to adults. Have a look at verse 12. There were people of all ages involved. Shalaman was there with his daughters. And it reminds me that I know there'll be a number of youth, young people in the service today and watching online. And I'm really excited you're going to get involved in the autumn with Ready Food as one way of serving and making a difference in Reading. But actually, it's people of all ages at the other end end of the age spectrum, we've got Sue Vale, an amazing woman of God, who is at the moment standing with and meeting, discipling a young lady in her 20s, reading the Bible, praying together. And actually, this is something that we all need to be doing, being discipled and discipling others, probably the most critical part of how to build up the body of Christ. And I'm going to talk more about that in September. But I think of the refugee team, what an amazing picture of people of different ages and backgrounds getting involved, serving together, using their different skills and making a massive difference to the refugee family that we're looking after, but also refugees beyond that here in Reading. We've got a visiting team, some of whom are in their 90s, helping visit, care for one another. And then we've got George Booth, age three, if you're there in church, George, hello, and just thank you for what you're doing, being on the welcome team regularly. This is a picture of what it means for us all to get involved, to help rebuild. And so in the passage, in amongst this long list of names, we read this, these words next to them, next to him, next to her, and there's this picture of people standing together, serving, some worked on the walls, some were involved in carrying heavy loads, bricks and stones, but others couldn't do that. And so they were involved in different types of work. But each person was vital to fulfilling the vision that Nehemiah received from God to rebuild these walls. And St Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that we are a body of many parts. And so we need to get involved together in playing our part, knowing that we do have different gifts and passions and backgrounds. And that is the body of Christ. That's how we work nationally. That's how it works locally in Reading and here at Greyfriars. And in fact, building the kingdom, building church, is your primary call, not just mine. It's our primary call. As we look to rebuilding between now and the winter and probably into next summer. There's a whole range of different ways. We need you to get involved with children and youth groups. We need to get you involved with helping in the new atrium, which is really exciting with a cafe and the bookshop, welcoming people into church, praying for people in church. More immediately, we need your help with refugee work to welcome and support refugees in Reading. We need your help with being at the back of church with audio-visual support, with live streaming. There's been a small, dedicated team. We've done this faithfully week in, week out, but there's only a handful. We need more. You may not feel like you have the skills to do it, but we'd love to train you up. And if you want to get involved, email me, david.walker at greyfriars.org.uk, and we would love your support. So let's all get involved, put our hard hats on, and get involved in rebuilding. Now, when we think about why we rebuild, I uh, I just want to share a story with you. I was in a meeting this week, and someone told me that Reading Borough Council, near the beginning of the pandemic, 18 months ago, realised they were totally overwhelmed by need. There were people in Reading who had nothing to eat, they needed food. People in Reading who were lonely, and some... Who had real mental health problems. And so the council put out a request to the whole voluntary sector, that's those who volunteer, they might be non-Christians, they might be Christians, to come and help. And what was fascinating to me was that the main response came from Christians from churches all over Reading, people who offered to volunteer through Ready Food, through Communicare, through Mustard Tree, through Reading Voluntary Action and through Street Pastors. And it reminds us that the church is the biggest voluntary organisation in the world. It's the biggest voluntary organisation in the UK And as we have been reminded recently, the biggest voluntary organisation in Reading. We can make a huge difference together as we serve side by side. And so the people who were rebuilding the wall in Jerusalem were doing far more than just putting bricks in place and mortar. They were... Actually, rebuilding the kingdom of God. They wanted to see the name of God, Yahweh, lifted high again in Jerusalem and far beyond that. And so, as we come together and we support one another and encourage each other, serve together in the church, and reach out outside of the church, what we're doing is we are lifting high the name of Jesus. That's why we do it. We want to see God's name and the name of Jesus. Honoured again in our nation. And so, as we come together, we can make a huge difference because local charities, councils, and individuals around us will see that we are doing this for Jesus. Now, if I was in church, I would have wanted to have worn a high vis vest at this point, to wear my hard hat and to put on a high visibility jacket because the point of a high visibility jacket is that it can be seen. In fact, they have strips on them, as you probably know, that reflect the light. And it reminds me that the point of us rebuilding church, the point of us going outside the walls of the church to proclaim the gospel and show people the love of God is to reflect God's glory in this world. That is why we are rebuilding church. That is why we're doing the Redevelopment Project. That is why we want the ministries and the mission of Greyfriars to grow and flourish so that we together as a church and as God's people can reflect the glory of God and see the name of Jesus lifted high again in this town and in this nation. So let's pray now together as we ask God how he wants us to get involved together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that Jesus said, he is the one who will build his church. And so as we turn our hearts, our minds, our time, our gifts to serving the kingdom of God, rebuilding your church, thank you that we do it with the power of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit with us. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would help us, that you would guide us, Lord, that you would lead us forward and inspire us, give us a a sense of call and burden to get involved, to see your name lifted high. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.